2: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back for Arfield. What a Burley. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that
2: recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal. What a
0: goal from Robbie Blake. And first goal in the Premier League is
2: something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follow-up finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claritin Blue. Oh, goodness me!
0: Here goes Mike Conroy. Still time for a winner, baby. John
2: Francis. They came to York in their thousands. They're going home the champions.
0: I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Goal! Yeah. Yeah. Michael jones Oh, that's Come justice. On. THAT IS JUSTICE AT THE AMEX STADIAN, BARELY A LEVEL AND deserve TO BE!
2: Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome along to the latest episode of the TurfCast podcast full-time show with me, Joe Redmond. After this week ends, well, it was Friday, weren't it? This this Friday's game against West Brom that ended 1-1 at the Hawthorns. Um, quite a lot to unpack, to be fair. Um, I'll just quickly give my thoughts before I invite the guests on. Uh, we have got a couple at the minute. Um, hopefully, we we'll get some more. If you do want to come and join the show then feel free to just drop me a message. I've just had a DM on Twitter, so a uh, a link has just been sent out. So if you want to come on the show, then feel free to do so. Um, But yeah, so the actual performance itself, let me just bring in some stats so we can talk about the performance. I mean, I don't think you need me to tell you that it wasn't the best performance of the season so far. Far from it. It's probably the worst performance of the season so far. So there are the stats on your screen. Now, uh, probably the first time that we haven't had the Lions' share of possession. Um, 47% to their 53%. Goal attempts, 23 to our 11. Uh, Shots on goal, 8 to our 4. Obviously dominating pretty much in every area. Shots off goal, 10 to 6. Blocked shots, 5 to 1. Free kicks, at least we've got a, a draw there, um, as we did in the actual score, to be fair. Uh, 12-12, corners, 9-1. to uh, I mean, the corners, we're not very good at corners anymore, are we? So I'm not too fussed about that, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. But um, the performance itself, I thought, was a little poor. And I think it's fair to say that it was a little poor, because um, I think we are overrunning midfield. I think there was a lot of not passengers. I just felt that we were a little bit tired. That were my thoughts on it. It were quite a few games in quite a short space of time. So I think I think it's just caught up with them because a lot of the influential players, you know, the players that don't get maybe the recognition that they deserve, uh, players like Jack Cork, I feel like, you know, he's a wrong side of 30. I say that, he's, I think he's pretty much exactly the same age as me, so I can't really be slagging his age off too much, but you get my point. Um, so, yeah, I... I'm, and I, was, I would criticise a little bit on Twitter. I'll just get rid of that. I would criticise a little bit on Twitter because I'm still pretty shocked at where the eight minutes has come from. But a lot of people were saying, no, it's, it's fair. It's fair. But I i think six would have been fair. I think six would have been fair. But, um, yeah, get your comments in. Get your comments in. Um, Janny Ward says, uh, Jack Court looked very leggy. He was making a lot of straight passes. He wasn't the only one, but you are right. I think um, Josh Brownham made a lot of straight passes. Um I can two days ago. Apologies it's taken two days to do this, but I have been away with the family, so these sort of things happen. Um, but yeah, I thought Jack Court was poor, and that's the first time I've said that this season. Um, I think he's been pretty much influential in pretty much everything that we do. He's one of my favourite players. I just thought he was a little poor. And I was surprised to see so many players who have played um, recently to be playing again, because, Vince, obviously we've got pretty much... Just move your chair up a bit. We've got pretty much two players in every position. So I was surprised to see so many uh, of the same players. Um, But we've got a couple of people waiting. Sam, I see you. I'll bring you in just now, mate. I know you've been here a while. How you doing, mate? You all right?
0: I'm not bad, mate. Are you?
2: Yeah, very good. Thank you. What were your thoughts on the performance then?
0: Uh, I thought we were a bit lacklustre, to be fair, in comparison to how we've been in recent weeks. I think we've we really shot ourselves in the foot with the team selection i think a little bit i think vitinho started so well at left back and you know a goal and two assists and moved into an attacking position and brought Matterson straight back in and I, who i know had started quite well this season but i just think it uh, i just think his team selection were a little bit off at the week, uh, on friday
2: yeah, well, it's interesting you're saying that. Just as Tom Chris was saying the exact same things in the comments, he says, don't think Markson should have started. No need to change a winning team. I guess there's um, an interesting debate about that one. And we have got another guest waiting, and I'll bring him in in just a second. Is He was class before Blackpool, and even against Blackpool, apart from that bit of you know idiocy, um, he was pretty good. But then Vitinho's coming, and he's done very well. And you may recognise the next guest. I'm just going to bring you in now, but I just saw you already. It is Visa Viza. I was I pronounce it wrong. Hi. It's it's visible, isn't it? Um, So just to bring uh, you in on that debate, what where do you stand on the VT in your debate? Do you think Martinson should have come straight back in? I mean, I guess Hans, that's a wonderful thing, but what would you have done? Well, yeah, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, I, I get the,
1: you know, the talking of don't change a winning team. However it's three games in the span of six days and some of our players like the likes of Joe Rodriguez, like the likes of Jay, you know, jack cork they probably cannot play that many minutes in a, that much of a short span of time so you know that's why we got a team in the way that we have with so many players that are ready to go but some of them have been here for about a week because we've signed mm-hmm. a lot of them in the last week or so you can't just throw them in instantly and with Matson it is easy to forget how good he was for those first three games. Like he became instantly like everyone's favorite, favorite player. Half of Tudor was having a field day in his first three games until Blackpool game. So I think it's easy. People forget very fast in football, how good he really was. And he was poor on Friday night, but I, I, not everyone is perfect. Every single game. So with Matson, I
2: get why it's been brought back in. And
1: I think that, giving us Norwich, I think that it'd be back to normal.
2: Yeah, fair enough. We've got a comment here from Blob Snail. He says, I'm beginning to lose faith in Marks and as good as he's going forward, is he a complete liability defensively? Vitinho is still good going forward, but also careful at the back. Sam, I'll just get your thoughts on that. I think liability defensively is probably a little bit off, but I see what he's trying to say. I think Vitinho... Offers probably a little bit more balanced, um, but I, I don't know. I think for me, Martin, like Busy just said, he, he was everyone's favourite player. I think he was pretty much man. um before that Blackpool game. I thought he was class, thought he was one of the best um, signings that we'd made. And he looked an absolute bowler, but obviously recently, question marks. Do you think question marks are a little bit harsh though at the minute Says say he's a liability defensively?
0: Yeah, I mean, one game against a, a much better opposition than we've faced so far this season, you know they they've created chances all season and just not stuck it in the back of the net so you know conceding chances is fine i think uh with obviously with vitinho coming in for the last two games and doing well so defensively and going forward it's Mm. it's kind of opened people's eyes a little bit to see both sides of the game can be done well but i don't think madison at all has been poor going forward or defensively other than friday night
2: yeah, Vizzy, what were your thoughts on him defensively then? Because I think, I think it's a bit harsh to say it was a liability defensively, but he did get found out a little bit.
1: I'll say it's harsh because I feel like his job, his role is to be told to be high up the pitch as possible so yeah. that Cullen can fill his spot. I don't think that he's purposely being put out of, you know, I don't think he's purposely out of position because he he, he can't be all tracking back. I think his job is literally to be so high up the pitch to try and stretch out the pitch and make it as wide as possible. Hence why Cullen kind of fills that spot for him. And then because they realize that Martin is so high at the pitch, they take advantage and maybe that's part of what company can do to almost adapt the game and realize okay they are literally just feeding the ball to Jed Wallace the entire game who's one of the best wingers in the entire division probably should bring Mattson a bit further back so maybe that's a part tactically that company can change but I don't think it's more particularly Mattson's fault because I think that that was his job to go and be that high up the pitch
2: yeah, fair enough. It's interesting. Again, you say that, as so many of the comments are saying the same thing, Danny Wald says, Jed Wall is probably one of the hardest wingers we'll face in the Championship With Martin was up again, So, again, yeah, it's probably a little bit harsh to say he was um, a liability. But what, what do you do for the next game then? Because Norwich, again, they're above us in the league. They're above West Brom. You know, they're doing quite well. So, Sam, I'll get your thoughts on this first then. What would you do for Norwich? Do you bring Vitinho back and Roberts at right back or, or Martinson? What would you do?
0: I think I'd I'd go back to that kind of winning formula that we had with Vitinho at fullback. I, I don't think Madison, I don't think he played too bad in the game. I just thought he got caught out defensively. And I think when you play better teams that can exploit that. I think there was a couple of times in the first half he'd made a straight pass and and the ball had gone straight over the top and he, he was he was miles away from Jed Wallace. And I know like like we're saying he's he's one of the best wingers in the division, but I, th- I think Vitinho gives you that solidarity at fullback as well being able to defend on the ball. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I think probably get, get your best 11 if possible because I think they're a really tough opposition. Like, you know, I think they've won the last five games, if I'm right. Uh, it's yeah, a different kettle of fish though. once again. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, so it's going to be another tough one. Liam, uh, what would you do then? <sighs> That's I don't know why to... I went Sunday name then. Sorry, mate. Visit, what would you do? <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I kind of prefer being
1: called Liam because I'm, I'm not
2: used to it at a stage.
1: Um, <laughs> now, look, it, it's really tough call because of how large our squad is. Can we really expect to have, you know, like a solid team that is being played week in, week out? Because at some stage you got to try and please everyone. And, you know, you could possibly say, go back to what worked and play the team, that, you know, they're, they're going to have a week's rest, like Jack Cork, J-Rod, they do them very nicely, to have that week's break, you know, yeah. until next game, so, I understand that, we probably should have, Vatino on left-hand side, and then, it's it's tough because like, I I want to see what the other lads can offer. There's like there's an um, Zawawi that can also be a baller. and we just don't even know. We got uh, Daviza Glue, uh, Glue. We're gonna it's gonna be a no nice idea. Uh, Halil, no Halil, idea. Halil, right? The lad from Brighton. So
2: there's uh, some Brighton, players Brentford. there that
1: we don't even know how good they even are because we don't see them yet. They could be absolute ballers. So like it's gonna be such a hair headache just to guess who be on the bench. Never mind who's gonna be subbed on. Never mind who's gonna be starting. So. I would mm. accept just go back to what worked and then upon the game soon after that against Preston. That's when maybe you could try to rotate a little bit.
2: Yeah, visit sticking me. With. There's been some talk of um Vitinho coming in left back and pushing Martzon further forward. Is that something that you'd like to see or, or Vitinho no? right back and Matson left back? Yeah. No, sorry, Vitinho left back, Robert's right back and Martin further forward. Seen some people <sighs> discussing that. So then, that would mean is a right winger or left winger? You, you you're saying left back, so left wing back, and then Martin further forward in like the, oh, the, the, in the front three oh. sort of thing. Yeah,
1: I do think I do think Matson is better attacking wise. To be fair, but yeah, we've we've got wingers for a reason, you know. So then that means yeah. he's taken out. So it's Teller, he has a start. So then it's really yeah, you
2: can't take Teller
1: out. It has to be the right winger, which then there's Benson, and then there's Goodmanson and then there's I mean, I also, I kind of like what I've seen so far from Chilinov. I think he also offers um, another element. Like, if you just look at those three players, Benson, Gumminson, and Chilinov, they're all three completely different players. You know, and that's on just one wing. It yeah. is, it, it's, it's immense how much depth we have. Yeah. So, yeah. honestly, mate, we could talk for t- t- 20 minutes about what we think we could do about Vitinho because it's, it's crazy
2: the possibilities that we have. Yeah, it's the entire squad. We've just got so many depth, like you say. So we could be here pretty much an entire show. Um, but Sam, what about you? What would you like to see something something on that side of things with, with Markson and Vitino or, or or again, would you just rather not know, know with what go back to what worked previously?
0: I think I mean Teller's come in and he's he's been incredible. He's been the exact type of winger that we've been wanting for years. We've had slow wingers, technical players, but not somebody with an instant burst of pace. And the fact that Teller's come in and he's very happy to just receive the ball and go at somebody, I don't think he's he's a player that you could drop in the slightest. But I, I would like to see a lot more from Benson on the right-hand side. When When we played Millwall, I think that's the best performance we've had all season long. And yeah. we were struggling to get, get anything going in an attacking sense. And then the second he came on the pitch, it, it, it just changed. He could beat a man. Yeah. He could he could make a, a pass and move. His balls into the box were fantastic. And I, I was quite surprised he was dropped, to be fair, uh, for the game on Friday.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Vizzi, uh, you just mentioned Cherlinov. Again, I think it was a similar sort of role. We've just mentioned Benson at Millwall then. He came on, he looked to beat a man. Um, Cherlinov against West Brom he looked at it. he came on as a sub looked to try and beat a man but then again his decision making probably wasn't the best there was a couple of chances where he could have squared it and things like that do you think that sort of th- thing will come as he plays more with his new teammates
1: I think you could say that for over 28,000 signings to be fair actually <laughs> you know um I, I, I like him because you know We've had wingers before in the past, which just are not direct whatsoever. Your know, Teller mm. is is such a direct footballer. I love that from him. He gets the ball and he goes forward. When that we've torch. been in the past watching Dwight McNeil and George Boyd and Brady, I mean, Brady was in before his injury to be fair. And Goodmanson that mm. gets the ball, moves five yards, and then passes backwards again. Like we're seeing Benson, who I mean, I think that's probably one of the best like 50 minutes I've seen of any player in a Burnley shirt possibly ever like how he just had so much fun taking on every not once did I see him get the ball and not think that he's gonna just do it for fun like about five times. It's it's nuts. Um so yeah Churlinov I think that he definitely will have um probably more of a bench role this season. Um that, that's a thing I'm thinking of all of the place as well. So Zaruri. and then there's twine twine exactly. must still have to be put in his team somewhere God knows where. I have no idea. Like, I can only see him fit in that kind of Brownhill role.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say. Before the season, I thought he'd have been perfect in that role. But obviously, Brownhill's just made it his own recently. So where does Twine come into it? He's either have to go on the left or on the right. But is he that sort of player? We just don't know, do we? We just don't know. Unless you put Brownhill a bit deeper to then replace
1: one of Cullen and Cork. But I don't think you can replace those two.
2: You know, Cullen Mm. and Cork, I think
1: they're the perfect balance. One's a bit more of a. I agree. You know, a hard hitter. You know, and in Cork, a bit more defensively sounder. And Collins is just a an architect. You know, it just dictates play. Um, I mean, other than West Brom game, which of course that was a mixture of I think tired legs and also some genius tactics from. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Steve Bruce to really clog <laughs> up and really make it hard for us to really play our game.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Going back to Church I've lost Sam, what are your thoughts on him then? Because you meant you you were obviously coming over Benson then. It, it was a similar sort of vibe, weren't it? Him coming on against West Brom, doing the similar sort of thing, probably not having as much joy. Um, but do you agree with Visa? Do you think it'll be more of a bench role for him this season along with Benson?
0: I do, yeah. I think um I mean I think I think when he came on in that first five minutes, as soon as he came on, I thought, like, this guy looks real quality. And and I thought he 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 beats a man really well and I mean, he even said it when he signed for us, he, he sees himself as a technical player and you can see that in the way he plays. He he likes to bring the ball down and the first thing he thinks is, okay, I'll go forward, where's the best pass? But I do think there was an element of making the wrong decision. I thought, especially that ball to, to Goodmanson. I mean, he, he was free yeah. for about 10 seconds. I thought there was a, there was a pass on for about 10 seconds and as soon as the gap closed, he kind of thought, right, I need to shoot and it kind of it didn't really go the way he planned. And then I, I, think, the he tried, I he think he
1: tried to like, try to find him back stick. I think yeah. he was hoping that he a run back post. But you have a point, I'm too, too, yeah, every single player on the pitch was probably yeah. quite similar to him. So they made some wrong decisions, you know, yeah. probably can yeah. they maybe mean, the you, pitch you can't outline one player. You can't outline yeah.
0: just one player. I don't think, I don't think anybody had a storming performance. I think, I think, I think Taylor of did. I yeah, about this. yeah. too. Yeah. I think Taylor was brilliant. To be fair, I just I just think we had just a lackluster team performance, and you know you know you can you can kind of carry one or two players in a game if the rest of your if the rest of your team's on form, but the fact that there were so many players just not ticking perfectly how we normally have done, I think it just it it just it, it just didn't work out in that game, unfortunately, but.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Quilter's in the chat. He says, late to the party, would like to see Cherlov get a start soon. He looks really directed and out-made defenders. Uh, again, similar to Benson, as, as we have just been saying. Um, but just going back to the actual game then, we've all mentioned that the performance probably wasn't quite up to scratch. Visa, you mentioned some tactics by Steve Bruce. Now, I, I look at it and I think we weren't that good because they seem to just be better in midfield. I feel like they overloaded the midfield. Uh, but having said that, they went man for man on us in terms of the actual tactics. So why do you think we just weren't up to scratch? Um, I mean,
1: with how we play from the back, we are the company clearly tells a lad stats you know to be brave in the ball to make those passes that you think would be a bit more risky, to trust the play receiving the ball to have the composure to have a good first touch and to keep it moving forward that's why Cullen does his job so well issue is I think Jack Cork is such a massive part of midfield that when he has an off game I think everything falls apart Jack Cork mm. had a really bad I think probably the worst performer that game not because of really I think it was awful but because of his usual quality and what we expect from him usually that it was so obvious to tell that he just wasn't at the paces and so many times he just like made it was like a half a second late on a tackle half a second late to make a pass and it, when you have a player like him have an off game you can kind of already tell that it's just not going to be our day I mean so many times we had a, a simple pass to like Matson for example which just went to middle of no man's land and therefore being countered we are it's, it's such a funny thing because we could have easily lost that game and considered three four goals. But mm. at the same time, we're thinking that we should have won because Chilinov had a one on one and he hit the post or Barnes in the last second of the game. It's such a weird sport, bro. But like a point and off against West Brom, you know, is, I think that's more than solid for me.
2: Yeah, especially when you look at the performance. I mean, I, I predicted 1-1 before the game. Not tweeting me on own, but I did. Uh, but I would have taken a point away at West Brom, though, because, you know, it's a tough place to go. All right, they've had a slow start, but they've got good players. Um, Sam, obviously, why do you think we were not as good then this game? Obviously, we've seen the possession stats. We've seen the stats on um, shots on goal, things like that. And obviously, we've been talking about how poor we were in midfield. Do you think that's a, a fair assessment? Or do you think there's something else as to why we weren't great?
0: Yeah, I think I think our midfield does quite a lot for us in, in getting this tick in. I think the fact that Cullen has come in and and played so well, his ability to just receive the ball and dictate play from such a deep position is brilliant. He can he can see a pass, he can get us moving up the pitch, and and I think with him not not performing great, I do think that um, I think that hindered us a little bit. But I do I do agree with Issa with with the Cork situation. I do think he was just a little bit too uh, late to attack a lot. He'd have a first touch and it would just get just too far away from him and. And because of that, I just think, yeah, like you said, their midfield definitely overloaded us, and I think they they played it really well in midfield, to be fair.
1: The yellow yeah. didn't help as well. He had a yellow in the no, first half, yeah, and I think that kind of really, I think I really made him very cautious, yeah, because yeah. his kind of play is to kind of make those kind of tackles which kind of mm-hmm. slow us in the game. So I think that also played a factor. Especially with it
0: being so early on as well. Like, yeah. you, you're spending 80 minutes, like, you know, chasing shadows, but making sure that you're not... You know, nicking them shadows as they go through. So yeah, it yeah. is hard to I think I think I've played ahead of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: And I think all the things we're saying as well about the bad touch, about the poor passing, about the just being a little bit, a few seconds late, that's all things that you can be put down to, to being tired. And obviously Absolutely. that's something we've already mentioned. So I do want to talk about Mjoric though, because we've had a comment and I wanted to talk about him anyway. Uh, Tom Chris says, thought Mjoric was fantastic until he came off. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure we concede that type and I'm not digging BPF out here, but I just don't think we concede that type of goal with Mjoric in there. I think he comes out and collects it. Um, but what what I want to talk about is how buzzing I am for him the fact that he got so much stick um against was it Luton in the first game I can't remember uh, but he got so Blackpool. much stick and then he got so much stick on social media and then he's just come out and I thought you know what it's going to proper affect his confidence and he might just go from you know bad to worse here but he's He's shown a fighting mentality and I'm buzzing for him and he's come out and he's been fantastic. Not just where he's passing, because that's just obvious, but he's been making some good saves as well. So, Sam, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you on this one. What are your thoughts on Muiric so far?
0: Uh, I, I think he's been really good, to be fair. I think, you know, th- there's there's always a cagey start sometimes, especially when a goalkeeper makes a mistake. You see it a lot more. Um, I, I don't even particularly think that he's, he's made that many mistakes. I think he's... No. You know, I do think in the Blackpool game, I do think, you know... It, he plays it out to Cullen, yeah, and I think Cullen turns into danger. Um, But I, I would not want to put blame on either of the players. To be fair, I just think it's just one of them things that happens in football. But I do think he played really well, uh really well last uh, on Friday, and I, and I think his ball suit to tell Teller. They're clearly something that the team's working on because we yeah. had one at Millwall where he gets a free yeah. kick edge of the box, and this time it's worked. And I, I, I do think he's, I do think he's brilliant with his feet, and you know, I, I think. I do think in the Blackpool game I did I was very critical on social media of the fans at the game I think they they turned the game with their jeers towards the goalkeeper and how nervy it made the entire team if a stadium's not behind your goalkeeper that that comes down onto the pitch and the players feel that and I think it's it, mental it made for it's a mental. nervy nervy performance and yeah
2: yeah, the fact that Michael Aperton mentioned it in his post-match press conference tells me all that we need to know about how obvious it was. But Bizza, what are your thoughts on More sense so far?
1: I mean, football's all like being confident. And more performances that you have, if you're confident, more time would be pretty good. And for a goalkeeper especially, it's so important. When I I mean, unfortunately for obvious reasons, I'm not at, you know, every single game and god God almighty, I wish that was, you know, because it, you know, this would be a fantastic season to see. Um, but I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And like the videos that I saw for that Blackpool game, like it just completely baffles me, you know, when I'm seeing people have videos of like someone just like screaming at Muri, saying, just get the fucking ball out. It's like, it's, it's, it's really annoying, honestly, because clearly they've been told to play a certain style of play, which company believes is the best way to play football. And when you have a, per you know, when you have people behind you screaming at you, it will make you, you know, double think it makes it'll make, make you, you know, overthink things. Yeah, you know, like, oh, wait, should I really be doing this because I want to make these guys happy? And then, next thing you know, we make a mistake against Blackpool, we make a mistake against Luton, and then uh, apparently it's all your fault. You know, Newich as a shot stopper has been very solid, and especially as West Brom had a fantastic game. Um, I don't really want to blame Peacock Fowler really for the goal against West Brom because you know, it was kind of one of them that hmm. like. If, if he's being subbed on, I can't really throw him, but I can't blame him for being thrown in deep end, you know what I mean? But then that kind of can lead us to another conversation I can see in the comments about Roberts, which he's been a player which has definitely um, divided opinion um, in the last couple of days.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, mate, and I'll stick with you then because you've brought it up. But um, there are a few comments earlier on about him. There's been a few comments now. As you can see, I'll just bring it on screen from Geordie Claret, who says, seeing all the stick for Roberts being all the reason for us conceding as a keeper, BPF can't do it well to clear it, but stops his run because he's scared to leave it in a six-yard box. But just sticking with the Roberts aspect of that comment, obviously, he has had a lot of stick recently, and not just after this game. He's had it for the last few weeks now. Lawton played well against Shrewsbury, but with respect, it's Shrewsbury. Um, what are your thoughts on on this Roberts and Lawton debate then that, that's that's kicking off and not necessarily who would you prefer but I mean just where's it coming from sort of thing I understand that Roberts has been not as good as we know that Roberts can be but he's, he's playing in a system that I don't think necessarily suits him to be honest because he's he's not allowed to get forward if you watch Roberts a lot he has to stop on the halfway line and I think that's hindering him a little bit and then he has to come into the centre which he doesn't particularly like doing so there's all these but I don't think he's been as bad as people are making out. I just think it's it's the next scapegoat, if I'm being honest.
1: The way that I see Roberts, he's he's getting the Jeff Hendrick treatment. And what I mean yeah. by that is that he's not bad, but he's not good. He's solid six out of ten every week. And that's what Jeff Hendrick did. Jeff Hendrick never was fantastic, but he never was bad. He just get he got he did a job. And with some fans, they expect a bit more, especially now in this kind of team where you, when, you, when you have so many players with a bit of flair, a bit of trickery, especially especially when you got Fatinio behind him. The way that I would describe Roberts is that I, in the last year and a half we've had him now, I can't tell you what his best attribute is. I don't know what his best trait is. He's not particularly fast. He's not fantastic at defending, but he's not really great at attacking either. He can't really take a man on and he can't really cross the ball. But he, he's not bad at doing all that at the same time. He's just okay at all those things. If you guys can tell me, I mean, I, I'm i not really Roberts out. I think that he's, he suits kind of system because he is technically good enough that he can pass the ball and keep it moving. But it's just that. It's just making the simple passes and keep the ball moving. I don't think he could, he could do much else other than that, other than the odd... Cute little back heel, like kind of like pass that he did against, um, I think it was against Hull. You know, like that's the way that I, I would describe Roberts. And if you can tell me different, then that'd be a great conversation. Because I, I feel like he really is one of those kind of players that is just a solid six, and that's really it.
2: Yeah, fair enough. I think it's a good point you make about his passing, though. I think a lot of people calling for Lawton because Lawton has experience of playing centre back, and this system requires them to to move over and go into that position and help out defensively better. But I think Lawton will come up unstuck with the quick passing. I think Lawton probably as good technically as Roberts to be able to do something like that. But Sam, what are your thoughts on the on the Roberts debate at the minute? Uh,
0: I did see a comment uh, pop up about uh, Lawton sentimentality, and I do think there is a part of that. I think. Be- what a lot of Burnley fans have become accustomed to over a, a long stretch of time is we've had the same team for almost 10 years. Like the, the entire team has been this. We've had Ben Mee for years. Tarkovsky came in and he was there for years. We've had McNeil for like the last five seasons. That When we were in the Premier League, you could name the same starting eleven every single week. So mm. now that we're changing the team about, some fans will have something to say about Loughton coming back into the team. I don't think Roberts has particularly been bad. I I do think there is a part of me that in that game I do think when you don't have a goalkeeper, so like you say, Murich would have come and claimed that ball and just left it. It 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 had been halfway up the pitch with his massive Kosovan hands have smashed it to the halfway line and 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 that's it. With Peacock Farrell, he did come out and then and then step back, and that as a defender can unnerve you in the situation. You think you keepers yeah. claiming it. And and he steps back, and then you have a split second to react and deal with that. But I think, you know, for Brownell's goal, up uh, not uh, Rodriguez's goal against Millwall, that is caused from Roberts being able to see Brownell's run and play it and, and play it through to him. I do think he's I do think he's getting a bad rep. I, like you say, I think six out of ten every single game. But I, I know what you mean. I I don't think he has an outstanding trait. I mean, I believe when he played at Swansea, he played in a five back and yeah, both right, wingers like. got forward. Our system doesn't allow that. And I do think there is a, a part of me when you look at Vitinho with two assists and a goal and and I believe, a goal and two assists as well. If you're Conor yeah. Roberts, you look at that left-hand side and you think, I'm going to do my job. Companies telling me that these two that have most of our goals and assists already this season, uh, you know, are getting forward and doing really well. I need to just, Sit back. If I'm not up to the standard of what they're doing, I can't. I can't possibly expect to get forward myself when they're playing so well doing it.
2: Yeah, fair enough. I don't think. I don't think there's one outstanding candidate for the right back position at the minute. I think. I think like are says, I think Lawton might have a few better games, but then I also think he'd have worse games. He's more susceptible to a worse game. But his passing's not as good as Roberts, but his defending probably is. I don't know, mm. but I, it, it's a difficult one. It's it's, it's hard work. Is the roberts Lawton one. I just think they're both much of a muchness, but for different reasons. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a tough debate. It, it's
1: weird with Roberts because, like again, he's not bad. It's just that he's just not got that one thing. You think, okay, but he's really good at this. With Lawton, people will say like, he's better defensively, but also his main trait is that he's a great cross of the ball, hmm. which is the thing which I don't think Roberts yeah. is. And for right back, I mean, we've saw in an interview um, against uh, Millwall that Vitino said, I'm actually a right back. That's my best position. He's played every position, left wing, right wing, left back, but not actually played his, right, his preferred position yet. Um Actually, I think he did the last... Did he play right back in the last 50 minutes against West Brom? Or no? uh, um, I'm not back. sure, to be honest. I didn't make that up. Maybe he went on left side. Sorry, because Manson went off, didn't he? Mm-hmm. My apologies. So, like, I don't think it's, I, I don't want Robert's out by any means, but I get why people will be kind of thinking that he's possibly the the weak spot in our team, you know, because many spots are pretty much already solidified. And there's a few question marks to me. Okay, well, what can we maybe spice up? And that is just one of those kind of positions, I feel like. Yeah, I don't think yeah, he's that like It's an interesting one. Sorry,
0: go I on, he, I don't think he's a, a likable player. Like, like, on the ball, you back every single player on the pitch. Like, you know every single player that goes on the pitch you support them until the end of the game but when he plays sometimes you you can't help but just be like like do something like do something that's making me think like my god i want to get your name on the back of my shirt and sometimes you just think you're just kind of just there doing your job and and doing it well but you're not really adhering yourself to the fans with you know amazing balls into the box and big sprints and and you know big crunching tackles he kind of just does everything okay
2: yeah and that pretty much goes back to the first point that busy made about him getting the hendrick treatment i think i think he was just yeah. the nail on the head there and we've pretty much gone full circle with that one
1: it was hendrick and then it was like um, jones as well jones and yeah. george boyd like those kind of players that isn't really exciting but just got the job done and
2: those are the easy players kind of point at. yeah yeah, fair enough. Right, everyone in the comments, get thinking of your man of the match. Lads on the street, get thinking of your man of the match. I'm quickly going to bring the league table on. There it is. Uh, Sheffield United are currently winning 1-0, so they're top of the league. I think they were anyway, weren't they? Um, must, no, yeah. they must have been third, according to that. Well, they were pre-this pre, pre this week, but yeah. Uh, Norwich second, Reading third. Reading third, they'll fall. Bristol City, we're all celebrating them winning, uh, beating Blackburn and Obviously, we will do, but that puts them above us. Uh, then us, then Watford, and then a team that shall not be named, then Sunderland, QPR, and Preston. Surprised to see them so high up, but you know, they finally conceded a goal. So, just looking at where we are in the league table now, Visitor, I'll start with you. Are you happy with how the season's gone so far?
1: Absolutely, um, especially with how many players, um, uh, not just have come in, but most importantly, has gone out. You know, I'd, I'd, I think people from the outside don't actually realize how drastic the change has been like the main fundamental core that's what made that's what's made Burnley Burnley for the last half a decade has been ripped apart in a matter of a month you know especially just the defensive core you know it's pretty much all gone so I I expected us to be a lot worse you know I understood the company philosophy and that I thought it would take a lot longer especially with the younger players and the fact that it's all kind of been come together and we can see and understand a clear philosophy instantly fills me with a lot of confidence. So to be fifth at this stage of the year, which I know fifth doesn't mean much because, you know, we're three points away from being 15th. So it doesn't really mean too much at this stage, but the performances over then against West Brom, which even still, even though we didn't perform that well, we still could have won that game as, you know, if we t- took a chance or two. So yeah, Oh, no, very happy. And I feel like only with time and with more experience, I've had to rotate some other players and what kind of games suit certain players. I think that only take time. And I think everything is looking very positive for the future.
2: Yeah, I agree. And you mentioned there, like obviously the entire core got ripped out. It's not even just the players; like the entire everything at the club has changed. The entire ethos, the way we play football, everything has changed. So I agree. We I, I expected us to start very slowly, and I was saying it in my Lancashire Live column. That just be patient, everybody. Please be patient. So I am pretty content with where we are now. I think we're you know we'll just just settle around here till around know the next few weeks and then mech an assault on it when, when we when we know our better squad and, and things like that and, and we've and we've clicked a bit more and we've played together a bit more. Sam, what are your thoughts then on the season so far? Uh,
0: by the time you get to the World Cup you'll really know whereabouts you are. And and until around that point, everything's up for grabs. Like you know, I think we we've started very well. I mean all it takes is looking at the table and seeing the fact that we've only lost one game. Like you know, Mm -hmm. we're we're not in a position where we're going into games and we're losing. I think some of the jaws have been ever so slightly annoying from winning positions and and things like that, but that's football. That's why we all watch it. We watch it because football is exciting and entertaining. And I mean, you know, you could look at our last five games and we're undefeated. You know, you could be like, you know, a certain team in seventh place with four losses in in the last five, like, you know, who, who won the league after three games. So, You know, to me, I'm I'm more than happy to be on 13 points and in a playoff position currently in amongst a lot of very, very good teams. And the Championship's a hard division, you know, no matter what way you look at it, it's one of the hardest divisions in world football to get out of. And personally, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm absolutely loving it.
1: Yeah, how good yeah. is it to be in a championship? To, to win more than five games this season as well. Incredible. It yeah, exactly. feels good to go into a game and actually expect to actually have like a good performance. And to... oh, I, have,
0: I haven't been to a game so far this season and thought I'm, I'm worried about who we're playing against. Not once. Yeah, uh-huh. I
2: can't even. I can't even imagine us thinking like that at any point. Apart yeah. from maybe Sheffield United away, but even then, it'd be a case of you know we're pretty buzzing and, and we could easily put in a performance and win the game. So, and not to rub it in either, visit But you know the away games have been absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure oh, you've you know got been bit fans good fans that you know, <laughs> on to get a few. But I believe you might be getting over for Preston.
1: Um, yeah, my missus um, she would be having a master's course, um, so we'll be. But it's part time, so like over in like a month and then back in, back in poland for a month then back in england for a yeah. month um so i'm absolutely buzzing to be um to be you know going to games um preston's still gonna still try to make it to that one because basically the flight the day afterwards is like 12 pound but all flights before that is like 60 70 quid so it's like yeah. either i go by myself or i'm expecting my missus and my I'm to pay for my kid as well for like five times more so it's like I, I don't know if I'm going to miss it out to be unselfish, I think. I don't know. i try and find a way. But uh, it's great to be in championship because I feel like not only is there... I mean, there's that one element as well. I guess we could talk about VAR because it's had a lot of, <sighs> you know, co- controversy. What controversy a bad weekend,
2: weekend. for VAR. The
1: no, issue no, is is that we would have had a penalty if exactly. there were VAR.
2: Because it was a clear day handball. Both sides and of it. We should have it, had a penalty against Huddersfield. Um I think there was another incident again in a different game. I think I think because we are now on attacking side of goes forward, we probably would have been getting more on the right side of VAR this season rather than previous, but then when you look at the incidents this weekend, it's just and I do I do enjoy the fact that you can celebrate a goal without panicking as well, but Yeah, definitely. There's, there's both sides to every. There's both sides to this coin. There's both sides to most coins. So it's an interesting one, the VAR one. But just going back to the man of the match debate then. I'll, we've got plenty in the comments. If you haven't put yours in the comment yet, please do. Um, Sam, I'll start with you. Who's your man of the match? I think I can already guess visitors because he's mentioned somebody already.
0: Um, I think a special mention to Teller. I thought I thought it was ever so slightly off pace from what we've what we've seen like in the Millwall game and uh, in the game uh, against Wigan. But I, I, I'm going to go with Rodriguez. I thought... I thought the the penalty to dispatch it was was good. I thought, um, I, I thought his overall game wasn't as good as as we've seen this season. I thought he dropped he dropped a little bit too deep. But I think other than that, he, he links play out really well. He he, he does look like a, a dominant force up front for us. I think sometimes he just needs a bit more uh, a bit more of a supply into the box. But I think considering the team had a a little bit of a lackluster performance i think he he did shine through on that and i thought it was pretty good
2: yeah visa your man of the match
1: um well j-rod is like um the perfect championship uh, number nine you know he can do literally everything you know he can hold the ball up he he has an aerial threat he can do great link-up plays good with his feet you know he's as long as he stays fit, we're great. uh the main thing. Can he be fit for an entire season? Hence mm-hmm. why I brought in Halil. Uh, for man of the match, I mean if I'm you, it's either Muich or Taylor. You could take any you pick from me. I, I do really Really want to give respect to Taylor, I feel like, because I feel like there's been a lot of them um, question marks on him alongside Muish as well. And that is he really a centre back? Can he really perform but he was for me absolutely spotless for the entire game? Um, maybe with one poor pass in the first half, I think, like early on. But other than that, I think it was absolutely spot on and made some big blocks. And I I I just really was impressed with him because, you know, I think we all kind of thought when we saw Huddersfield line up thinking, Taylor, centre back? Really? Where, where, yeah. where did that come from? And we all kind of questioned it, thinking maybe get bullied. And we saw him against like maybe Wigan, you know, they were really just like hoofing it in that area. And he did struggle a little bit, but absolutely spot on for me. And yeah, Mürich close second um, as well, because fantastic saves in the first half to keep us in it. And another game, it could have been entirely different.
2: Yeah, I think I agree with you, mate. I think I'm going to go with Charlie Taylor. The fact that he's had so many question marks, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. There's not really much for me to add, to be honest. But the fact that he's had so much question marks, I still feel like he's playing out of position because even though it is kind of his position now, it's not his natural position, so he's playing out of position. So the fact that he did so well, I thought he was okay against Huddersfield, but since then he has looked a little bit, you know, you can tell he's playing out of position, but it, it was brilliant on I said yesterday, oh brilliant on Friday. Um and I was very, very happy that you know he's another one that that met a few people eat a bit of humble pie. Uh, and I was that, very very impressed. Uh, that's a that crazy one. thing.
1: We, we've got Bayer though and he's from Bruce and That's not a bad team. So like yeah. is he like he could be amazing. We don't even know. I can't I can't write my head around who's even going to be on the bench for this team. Never mind starting.
2: <laughs> Yeah, well, this brings it on. I normally do end the stream on on the man of the match question, but we've had a comment from Quilter, uh, who's always in the comments. Uh, He's been on the show a few times. Uh, And that just obviously fits in perfectly what you're just saying. He says, when do we think squad rotation starts happening on a regular basis and which players would you rotate in and out? Seeing as you were just talking then about it, I'll let you answer that one. When do you think we start doing squad rotation a little bit more? Because probably one of the question marks on Friday was we probably should have rotated a little bit more. Um, so when do you think we start seeing it?
1: Well, that's the thing is that people say should have rotated more, and some will say don't change the winning team. Yeah, it's, you know, right. it, it's literally like it, it's like double jeopardy. Like you can't win either way. no matter what you do, unless if you win, I guess. So I feel like there'll be more rotation after the international break. I think that's when we really will see it. I think it's after Bristol City, so we play norwich and then preston and then bristol city and after that there's an international break i think by then all the players would have been better than. by then scott twine should be eventually popping up from nowhere and eventually be available so then by then everyone should know the system everyone should know what the job is and i think by then we'll be seeing a lot more rotation for the wingers and also for the basically all the forward line i think we'll be taking dips basically every single game of like you in you out you in you out just for rotation purposes you know maybe a a court can be out for like a bastion in midfield potentially and that's what I think probably will be happening at that kind of time period I'll say um, yeah I, I'll say after the a break
2: yeah fair enough Sam what about you I think
0: uh, once the table starts to take shape a little bit as well you'll start to see which teams you feel you can bring people in to have a go at teams and you know while, while the tables, t- I mean I, we're only eight games in you don't know who your tough opposition is going to be just yet um, I mean, you can you've got all your your bookies' favourites and every every team on paper, but un, until until you see the table taking shape, I don't think you can keep you know bringing especially because these are young players as well. These are players that um you know not all of them are established internationals. Not all of them uh, have even have even you know played key total key roles in the teams that they played for previously. Some of them we need to bed in gradually, um, but I do agree. I think after the international break, you'll start to see. You know, a lot of people start to integrate themselves into the team a little bit more.
2: Yeah, and like you say, where are we? We don't know if this guy's good, or we don't know if he if he is company will probably be in the same boat as us. You know, there's only some of them that have been here for three, four days. Some of them, you know only about two weeks. So he's got to see people in training more and then he's got to decide who his, who his best team is. Like you say, it's probably into the, after the international break and when the table then starts taking shape because company will have had more time to to get his ideas across to the players because it's you know a slightly unusual system that some players won't be used to playing in. And um, then he gets to know more who got certain qualities and things like that. But if there's anything else you want to add, lads, now's your, now's your time. So I'm probably going to start wrapping up now. We've been on for just under 50 minutes
1: yeah i got football in 12 minutes time to be fair um but one thing i'll say is that i would expect pretty much all the lawn players to become the kind of main core i think because i expect when you get a player from lawn there's usually contractual obligations that they would expect a certain amount of game time from their parent clubs so brentford will not give us halil you know especially if he's had interest from other leagues and other clubs without the expectation that he will be getting game time. Teller's the same thing. Bay is the same thing. You know, I feel like there'd be players that would just be expected to be more of a starter than others. So, you know, and to be fair, all the lawns we've had so far have all been great players. Mattson, Vittini, no, uh, not Vittini, uh, Teller, you know, they've been fantastic. And there's another lawn as well, which I've completely forgot. Yeah, uh, with Who's Bellis, I presume. Bellis, it, it, I mean, he's been, he's I mean, class. He'll, he'll be an England centre back one day. Absolutely. It yeah, is. So I think I can't believe I'm saying this, but like he is our best passer like, in, in our entire <laughs> team. He's probably a best passer. The amount of composed little like switches that he just does so consistency. that the consistency is insane. He's incredible, um, honestly,
2: for his age, especially. Yeah. And he is England under 21 captain, so he could even be a future England captain. But lads, thank you. Um, Sam, quickly, I know you've got a Burnley page, so I'll just let you give it a little plug.
0: Uh, yeah, it's the uh, Clarence Roundup page on Twitter. Basically just talk about Burnley, left, right and centre. Anything that happens, I'm talking about it. So be good to interact with everybody.
2: Yeah, fair enough. And of course, everyone knows where to find Vizzer. Just search Vizzer on YouTube, Visa YT. Have you got your Twitter account back yet, mate? Or are you still using the backup one?
1: Uh, it'll probably take like a month or so. This is like the fourth time I've been banned. So
2: it's just some copyright stuff. I'll get it back oh, some it? stage. But yeah, it's Vizzer YT for the time being. Yep, fair enough. Everyone knows where to find you and everyone knows where to watch your content. But lads, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure, both of you. Um, everyone who's been commenting, thank you. It's been a pleasure. If you are late to the show and you've missed the first half of it or whatever, as uh, soon as we finish this live, you can watch it from the start. And if you're more of a podcast person, you want to listen to it driving to work tomorrow or wherever you're going later today, then it will be available as a podcast within probably the next 20 minutes. Well, thank you for watching and we will see you next time. Do next time. Do next time. Do next time. Do next time 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 do